All right, let's pray. Lord, would you bless now this time uh, as we focus on another important topic for all of us uh, in our Christian life and managing our busy lives. I pray that you'll give your light and uh, direction now to this uh, session, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we're switching now in the same book, uh, speaking of managing our lives, to the management of our minds. Now, that's a big topic. Uh, as uh, she mentions, there are 12 to 14 billion cells in our brain. And you say, well, if I could just find a few of them, but uh, uh, they're there. And uh, we have uh, over 10,000 thoughts each day. And uh, I was just thinking the other day, thinking about creation versus evolution. And I was just thinking of simple actions that we take and decisions that we make. All of the aspects of mental um, perspectives, just our body moving and things, it just, it's incredible. Um, even with the powerful computers that we have today, they still can't figure out all of the depth of how uh, the mind works. And so uh, it is a, a major thing. Now we're not talking, she emphasizes here, we're not talking how to avoid mental problems. That's not the issue of this. Though the right kind of management of thoughts does keep you in the right frame of mind so you don't slip into problems. But um, let's just look at some of the guidelines. And you may want to tur turn to Philippians chapter 4 because we'll be sitting there for a little bit here today. Philippians chapter 4, as you know, the book of Philippians, emphasis is having the mind of Christ. Chapter 2 speaks of that, verse 6, and uh, have this mind uh, that Christ uh, had, uh, Christ's mind in us. And, uh, and therefore you'll have joy. Paul was writing from prison, and uh, he could have had all kinds of wrong thoughts, but uh, the Lord... Uh, gave him the ability through the power of the Spirit to be very effective in both imprisonments that he was involved in. So, verse 8, the conclusion of that section on not being anxious, don't worry, uh, have uh, the right kind of attitude toward others. It says, what, whatever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, uh, think on these things. So we are given very clear instructions on what we are to think about. Now it tells you one thing, when you have an imperative here, that means that we have the, uh, the responsibility and the ability to think right. Uh, that means that we have the power within us to think right. God never tells us to do something that we cannot do. Now, humanly, we never can measure up to God's standard. But spiritually, we can. We have to exercise our will by faith, and then God will enable us to do what He has told us to do. And so this command is very important. And this is an important checklist, which pretty much covers the gamut of our thought life. And uh, so we'll just quickly go down this checklist. But I do want to emphasize that 
we are in control of our thinking. Now, things come at us. Let me just give a little background here. Things come at us that we have sometimes no control over. All of a sudden, we hear something, we see something, uh, we're, we're all of a sudden in a situation that's traumatic um, or whatever, and initially, that first set of thoughts is just a reaction. However, the more we have seen the Lord change our lives, the more we can react right, but it's those volitional thoughts after the <coughs> thoughts that you really had no control over for a moment, those are the ones that we are responsible for. Sometimes you'll be in a place that reminds you of something that's very hurtful, or you will have some, you know, it's amazing, you can hear something, see something, smell something, just feel something, and all of a sudden over you comes something from the past. And it's just amazing how our brain works. And that can be uh, good, can be good memories, or it can be very hurtful memories. At that moment, you can't, that first initial reaction is the initial reaction. Our brain has that great memory bank that is there. But the next moment is our responsibility. What do we do with that? Do we sink into um, sadness, darkness, or do we uh, really allow God to lift our hearts? So we're talking here about volitional thinking, choice thinking, thinking based upon uh, once you get past it, uh, whatever, uh, making the right types of decisions about what we think. You know, a lot of people don't believe you can control thinking. Let me just stop there too. Um, it's just sort of inevitable. Um, no, you can. It's a, it's a process, and it takes God's power. But, you know, by the Holy Spirit's power, you can overcome temptation. You can overcome wrong thinking. Darkness can be dispelled. I'm just amazed at the power of the Holy Spirit, how He can really rescue you at any time, and you really need to believe that. And again, God never commands us to do what we cannot do as a believer. All right, the checklist. Is it true? Is what I'm thinking a lie, a rumor, a, rumor, a suspicion? Am I listening to hearsay or speculation or false teaching? Am I reading between the lines? Am I thinking right about God's character and God's uh, word? These are good questions because uh, we have a real tendency to think ill. Love believeth all things. And I think one of the very key aspects to good relationship skills is to uh, develop the, the deep character of not listening to suspicion, not letting yourself react wrongly. Remember, when you, when you get a negative thought, that's the flesh, that's not the spirit. Now, you may hear things that are true that are negative about somebody, but even there, you are burdened and you want the best and you are not getting into this evil thinking process. Remember, wrong words, Wrong actions come out of wrong thoughts. And so if you can short circuit those wrong thoughts, but especially things that are not true. We hear all the time about misinformation. And uh, it's really sad today. We don't frankly believe very many people, do we? <laughs> You're afraid of the media, the po political world, the academic world. I mean, um, 
we have so much coming out about what happened the last couple of year, uh, years that it's just amazing. That's even coming out with mainstream media. And it just has proven a lot of the suspicions that people have had of uh, what has occurred. And um, so, you know, that's, that's troubling. So we almost in our day, because of the lack of truthfulness, have a tendency to not, to not uh, have the right attitude and to be suspicious. Uh, but especially be very careful when it comes to uh, other people. Uh, one of the best rules of life you can do is, uh, is don't listen to gossip. Just don't listen to negative talk. If a person start talking about someone that they're not responsible for and you're not part of the problem or solution, you need to stop them right there. You don't need to hear it. And I have found that's one of the best things in the world. I don't even want to entertain it in my mind. Sometimes you say, well, I might be acting a little rude. Well, I'd rather be rude and biblical than, um, and rudeness is not, not, not wanting to be rude, but I just encourage you on that because a lot of people really get down because they think wrong thoughts. A lot of people make wrong decisions about misinformation or just things that they didn't need to hear, that they weren't really part of that situation. And uh, we like, I mean, all you have to do is go to the grocery store and you have lined up all of those gossip magazines. And so that shows you the nature of man. Everybody knows they're not true or there's very little truth to them, but everybody likes to hear the rumors. And uh, that's really our flesh loves that kind of thing. Believers ought not be that way. Is it noble? Is your thought... Um, it's it true. Is it noble? Is it, uh, uh, is it excellent? Is it of the best and highest thought? Or is it shoddy, second-rate, cheap, uh, below the dignity that should characterize a Christian? Is it sacred or profane? Is it unworthy of me as God's child? Is there decency to it? Now, obviously, we don't think about spiritual things all the time, though we should be praying without ceasing and our minds should be the mind of Christ. Um, I'm not talking about piousness here, but I'm talking about refusing thinking um, that is just on a level that is not appropriate for a believer. Now, let me just say this. That means you've got to be very careful about what goes in the ear gate uh, to keep the mind where it should be um, and uh, viewing things. Uh, just most of popular television would break this rule. It's profane. It's not of God. It's a life without God. It's humanistic propaganda. We don't need to be thinking along those lines. And um, if you're going to view things, have them be edifying, clearly biblical, uh, clearly that which will cause you to be a better Christian, which means you've got to make some pretty strong choices about what you do. Uh, one of the things that oh, I just decided early on, and this is back before the computer uh, and the internet really became a big deal with my six children, uh, we just didn't have the television. Uh, we had a little one for a while and it finally broke. It was put in the closet and I was glad for it to be broke. We threw it out. And, um, you know, we, we survived uh, those uh, years without the TV. And I still knew what was going on. And, uh, and so forth. But I honestly think that was one of the bigger keys to rearing children 
that, uh, uh, there's a lot of keys, but that's definitely a big one. Don't have a TV fully accessible. I, I realize now this is your TV, you know, and, <clears throat> and so forth. But uh, be very careful uh, about, about what you put in front of you. Because a lot of, you know, Christians, if you're with good people and all, you're not around shoddy thinking. But then you bring it right in your home. And uh, one of the things that scares me, we use YouTube uh, and all of that for communication, about have to in some of the other venues. But I'm telling you, uh, I don't even like that first moment of getting on YouTube. I don't need any of that. And even if it's not, I mean, it may not be an inappropriate uh, picture or something, but it can just be uh, some things that are said that are not wise. You say, well, that's being pretty picky. Well, this verse, um, this is what you're supposed to think on. You know, the choices that you make in your life are, are, are a lot of the ch things that help you follow this. And books that you read, boy, you've got to be careful before you get into a book. This is hard to put a book down that's well written, but it can be wrong kind of thinking and uh, so on. So something to think about, to think about. Oh, that's good. Anyway. Uh, is, it, uh, is it just? Is it right and righteous? I preached on God being righteous and just on Sunday. And we need to get back to a fear of God. God is a holy God. And He has given us His Word which speaks to righteous living. And aren't you thankful that when we were saved, the new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's our heart. So our heart, by the power of, of the Spirit of God, uh, can live out righteousness, but we've got to think right toward our fellow man, we've got to think right toward God, we've got to think right toward our responsibilities, and we've got to think right about things that we ought not have in our life. Folks, let me just say this. When it comes to right living, it's not what you can't do, but what you need to look at is what you finally are freed to do. In other words, you are made to live a life free from the corruption of this world. You are made to live with the fullness of joy and the peace of God and the wonderful understanding and wisdom that God has given you and to have union with God and to have purpose in your life. And so when the Spirit of God enables you to live out now the fact that you're a new creation, you're actually alive. And so the other things just cause death. Uh, keep you from the Lord. And that's the reason we get into darkness and discouragement. So um, thinking right uh, regarding righteousness is so important. Is it pure? Is it holy, spotless, wholesome, completely without sin? That just clearly says it. I've already given enough things on that. You notice that these are the choices. And by the way, who should be the guardian of the home in these regards? Mama bear. Sorry to say bear, but anyway, I say that in a positive sense, but oh, I just like it when there's a, a, a mama that loves God. Man, don't you bring that into this home. Don't, you know, my, my wife, she's listening to me here, but uh, my wife was a really good mama bear. I mean, she was far more discerning than I was, and she wasn't going to let come in that door anything that was going to hurt her kids, period. And I used to think, well, it's, you know, is it all this that necessary, but boy, she was right. And uh, ladies, you have that sensitivity. That's why you need to walk with God. That's why you need to be thinking right, because uh, oftentimes husbands won't be as careful, and children certainly won't be careful. They're just drawn to technology and things like that. And 
Um, and do not listen to this, but everybody else. That's a lousy argument, okay? Just forget that argument. In this house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, uh, and so uh, uh, you will never be sorry and for your own life. Is it, of, uh, is it lovely? Uh, is it 100% moral, spiritual? Does it have the beauty of God? Is it, or does it have that darkness, vileness, evil to it? Uh, is it uh, those thoughts critical, harmful? These overlap, but lovely. It's just your mind, you know, when you're really thinking God's thoughts, there's just a beauty to it. You know how we enjoy God's creation. Have you ever noticed that when you're really walking with God, the simplest of nature's beauty, just wow. There's a loveliness to it. If you're struggling, you can be seeing something beautiful and eh, you know, it just doesn't seem. You've heard when people get saved, one of the first things they'll say is, wow, I heard the birds chirping. <laughs> the sky seems so blue. Uh, you know, all of a, just everything was so wonderful. Uh, and that's because all of a sudden there's spiritual life and they're aware of the fact that, that uh, God created a lovely world tainted by sin, but it's still lovely. Can you imagine the new earth? Man, that's going to be something else. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a great joy. Think of all that God has for us. So uh, now here's important. Is it of good report? If someone else knew your thought, would they think it's commendable? By the way, God knows every thought. Keep that in mind. But if somebody else, would it be a good report? Would it speak well of you? Uh, so... If it can't be verbalized, it ought not probably be thought. I'm saying negative, some things obviously we think through that we don't need to talk about. But if it's something that would be not seen of as appropriate, well then it shouldn't be thought. Everything should be able to be spoken without it being a bad report of who you are and your um, attitude toward the Lord. Is it praiseworthy, that idea, would this thought merit the praise of others, of God, if it would verbalize, would it pass the test of Bible guidelines, would it meet uh, God's approval? And it's, to me it's sort of summed up in the final one, virtue. Um, is it filled with moral excellence? You know, our minds can be truly controlled by the Spirit. And you know what happens when your mind is thinking on right things? Your body relaxes. Even when you're in tense moments, if you're right with God, there is just a right thinking in which you're, you're in connection with the Lord, there is a peace in you, and there is just a sense of wholesomeness. And frankly, you can go through great tension and come out fairly refreshed because you are not in a dark moment when you're thinking improperly. And so it should be uh, lovely. So that's quite a guideline, isn't it? I just barely touched on them. And you can see how they all interweave into uh, spirit-controlled uh, uh, spirit thinking. She uses the picture of the evergreen tree, how it just points to God. And uh, we have our Christmas trees these days, and uh, uh, they point to the Lord. And we have, uh, we're going to not just have one tree out back, we're going to have a couple more. And um, a bunch of stuff will get lit up on uh, Thursday night as we get things going. And 
Thursday night is really, it's funny how these things can mushroom. We have, uh, uh, we have uh, now Paul Farrell coming, who was uh, uh, the, uh, who's our county executive, and we've got former Governor Walker, we've got Senator Ron Johnson, we've got our state rep, we've got our trustees, so uh, if you can be there for a little bit of time on Thursday night, that would be great, because we'd really love to have a great testimony with these folks, and I think others may be coming too, so that's uh, just amazing. But that evergreen points to the Lord, and so everything about what we think should point to the Lord. Um, Dwight L. Moody said, if we look down, then uh, our shoulders stoop. If our thoughts look down, our character bends. It is only when our, our heads look up that the body becomes erect. Yeah, that's a simple thought, but that is very true. Uh, you remember the little uh, song in, um, when you were in, if you were brought up in the church, be careful little mind what you think, but careful little hands and so forth. You've heard the little saying, sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. So thoughts become actions, become habits, become character, become our destiny. So every thought makes a difference. If you have wrong thoughts, as are going to inevitably happen because we are uh, sinful and we have things around us, uh, reject those thoughts. My dad used to teach us when we were growing up, he said, the more, as you get older, you're going to read things, you're going to study things in which you're going to hear things that you know are not, not exactly right. Reject it immediately. Speak it. That is not true. And then do not go down that line. Of course, we want to eliminate as much of that as possible, but sometimes we just have to be discerning. But we've got to learn to reject wrong thinking and certainly not act on that. And then let me just finish up there. There is the matter of... Uh, uh, thinking when it comes to, if we're thinking right on a regular basis and the Spirit of God is working in our heart, then some of the key aspects of using our mind become more, more efficient. Problem solving. Uh, you're doing that all the time. Uh, you had to think about how you're going to get here today, you know, and uh, you've got all kinds of things that you got to figure out. We're constantly doing that. And then there's bigger problems that we have to figure out. And so we've got to learn to be able to set our mind to do that in a way that is productive. Let me just say, when your mind is all cluttered up and you're, and you're, and you're thinking wrong thoughts when you don't need to, and you're struggling, well, you're going to have a hard time making the right uh, choices in the matter of, uh, of solving problems. You're not going to be thinking clearly. And then the next thing that is brought up here is decision making. Uh, you're making decisions all the time. Like I said, it's just amazing how we do that. And, um, and so we, we need to be in a spirit-filled place where our mind can be used to make faith-filled decisions. You know when the hardest time comes uh, to in the matter of decision making? It's when you have a few moments free. <laughs> What do I do now? Uh, that, is, uh, uh, that is always a, uh, a unique thing. When I, um, I was all geared to leave a week ago Saturday from Peru at 9 o'clock in the morning and 
course, I knew Friday night I wasn't going to be leaving then. And all of a sudden, what do I do? You know, I'm so used to boom, 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 boom. Of course, it didn't take long. I could figure out what I could do. But I mean, still, um, uh, making decisions is very, very important. And I'm telling you, when you're thinking on the right things, you'll make the right decisions. God has all the wisdom you need for decision making. But she gets into then, if you're going to do that, and you're walking with the Lord, this dirty word called planning, I bring that up, everybody groans, you know. It is important, all right? Um, and so, fail to plan, plan to fail. And it is very important to take a few minutes each day to, and I always said, not just look at all the things you have to do, but prioritize what you have to do and plan farther than the day. Figure out what you're going to do in all of the different roles you have uh, throughout the next few weeks, and that way you can live at peace with when you're going to get things accomplished. So as you plan, you need to organize uh, and prioritize what you're going to do, and, uh, and, and God will give you clarity of thought, and then you need to schedule based upon that. You know, sometimes we get it backwards. We'll schedule first, and we didn't prioritize what needed to be done. You only have so much time. You've got to decide, what have I decided is important today, and what do I need to put in my schedule that will accomplish what I need to do for my children, for my husband, for my spiritual growth, uh, for the ministry that God's given to me, for other obligations that I have. And, um, and so uh, your schedule should come based upon spirit-led planning and organizing, and then the Lord will give you the ability to, to put the time in. And that's why I love a little planner where you've got your prioritized um, task list on one side and your schedule on the other side, and they should match in, in the decisions that you're making. And sometimes you'll actually, even as you go through a day, start zapping in schedule. I gotta make sure I do this at this time. And uh, so that really uh, does help. I can't go into all of the planning aspect. So it is just very important for us to let the Spirit of God control our thinking. And let me say again, God will control your thinking. If you seriously walk with Him, but if you're not seriously walking with Him, it's not going to happen. You will fall prey to the, ro the roads that are deeply etched in your mind of wrong thinking. You have different stimuli that send you down the wrong road, the wrong path, but those pathways can begin to get blocked and you can create new pathways and God will definitely cause you to be able to say no to this realm of thinking and right uh, to, to the right thinking. You've got to take things out of your life that can be a problem and be wise in the management of your life and your home. And if you, you spend that time, spend up to an hour with God in the morning and get your heart right and give Him control of your mind, uh, it's just amazing how He will give you just the ability to say no to thoughts and to, and to be able to concentrate on what's really important and to meditate. By the way, memorization of God's Word meditation on your devotions and then writing down the thoughts and keeping those in your mind, uh, talking to the Lord throughout the day, all of that keeps you in a God consciousness. And uh, th those are good habits to develop. I've mentioned before in here that you ought not go an hour and a half in whatever, if you're really busy, an hour and a half without stopping for five minutes, collecting your thoughts, 
relaxing for a few minutes, meditate on the Lord, meditate on a thought, regroup, and then go back to what you're doing. Not longer than that if you're really busy, but um, if you go three hours just nonstop in what you're doing, you'll start finding your thoughts start going haywire. Okay, so learn to take that breather, realize God's on the throne, He's going to take care of you, and, um, and you are um, uh, able to then control your mind. So solve your problems God's way. Make decisions that reflect God's purpose. Plan to live out God's plan for your life. Organize your life according to God's priorities and schedule your day so God is glorified and the people in your life are blessed. As David Brainerd, that godly young man said, Oh, how precious is time and how guilty it makes me feel when I think I have trifled away and mis, uh, uh, misimproved it or neglected to fill up each part of it with duty to the utmost of my ability and capacity. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. And um, so I do want to just encourage you in this matter of time and uh, that God really does have the power to help us think right. You know what many of you may be afraid of more than anything else? It's your own thoughts. It's your, you're fearful of getting introspective. You're fearful of getting going down a pathway that just is very hard for you. And, uh, but you don't have to fear that. God can block that. You can learn to just don't, to not tolerate it. Think on these things.